2: What's up, everybody?
1: We're uh, we'll just take the off-air show to the on-air show. <laughs> what the heck, right? Eric Lindquist, Adam Kaufman. This is the Yahoo NFL Divisional Round Preview. Just the four games, eight teams remaining in this NFL season. You know, it in a way, Eric, it it, it makes it easier in terms of our preparation, but in a way, it also makes me sad. You know, yeah. football's winding down. I know there's there's all the basketball and and hockey excitement and everything like that. And and we both get into it, but I don't know. I I,
2: I want more than eight teams to talk about. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, for me, the next big day after the Super Bowl is the NFL draft betting card. Like for me, yeah. that's that's the only thing on the horizon for the NFL, and that's still what six months away from. After that, five months away. So. Whatever. Well, that, uh, I mean, no, the NFL draft's not that far away. Tonight. I don't know. It feels like forever. I mean, when when is the NFL draft? It's like April. May, June, and oh, April. it's end of April. Oh, yeah. Okay, it still feels like forever away.
1: It'll once know. you get through the Super Bowl, it'll be like two and a half more months or something like that. You know what? Okay. We'll just we'll we'll talk. I'll I'll ease you through it.
2: It'll I be know. okay. We'll focus yeah. on other things. Well, we won't have MLB to bide our time, more than likely. So thanks. Shout out to them. Well done, y'all. <laughs> Idiots. Thanks, Rob. All right,
1: we're gonna get to all things football here because we've only got you for let's see, we got about 50 minutes, 5-0. So we'll get to as much as we can. Of course, get your questions in. If you're watching on the Osmo YouTube page, hit the like, hit the subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. If you're watching along on Twitter, that's great as well. Spread the word, retweet, tell your friends, all that good stuff because you are getting concrete advice to set you up for the weekend. Because uh the, the beauty is there's not a, a whole lot of big news we're waiting on at this point you know unlike when we did this show at this time last week there were still some pretty big question marks among them Leonard Fournette you know the expectations we will see him back this weekend after he missed last week Derek Henry's going to play so you know some interesting decisions I suppose at the running back position but uh, plenty of time to dive into it if you guys have questions like I said get them in we'll do our best to help you answer but before we get into all that I want to tell you, as I always do, this mouthful we have partnered with our friends at Yahoo Fantasy throughout this NFL season, which sadly, as mentioned, is winding down. We're going to bring you some great offers. We have been all year long. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer. Gets you one free month of Awesome o Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. That is the big caveat here. Sign up for a, an account via the link below deposit, and play. It's just that simple. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest and we'll reach out to you via email with your coupon. If you'd like to uh, speed up the process of getting access, no problem. You can email support at osmo.com. We'll get you all set up. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit Click the link in the video description below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including the NFL $250,000 Saturday baller featuring no management fee and the NFL $50,000 everyone wins divisional round special. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give you an edge, give you the best shot at winning big. So stop guessing and start winning today. I think, did I cover it all?
2: Man, that was lovely. I mean, I can't tell you enough from... From one host to another. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a a chef's kiss. Sadly, you guys had to stare at
1: my mug the whole time talking about it. But (laughs) let's get into this thing. The four-game division around slate. We have got the Bengals and Titans, the Niners and Packers. Those are the Saturday games, of course. The Rams, Bucks, and Bills, Chiefs coming up on Sunday. So we begin, as we always do, at the quarterback position. Again, you've got just the eight to choose from here who are expected to be out there. Josh Allen coming off just an an utter domination like you read about of the Patriots in the wildcard round in that frigid Buffalo weather. He is projected not only as the uh, highest scorer, he is also, of course, the highest price against Kansas City. Projected for about 24 points. He's $43. Patrick Mahomes, other side of that matchup, $34. He is considerably less, and he is pretty similar he's projected for about 23 points just a one point difference then of course you have Tom Brady who's you know I don't think ever lost in the divisional round he is uh, facing the Rams he's projected for 20 points he's $35 but let's focus in in particular on those first two that matchup between Buffalo and Kansas City I, I suppose in some ways which guy you're going to play in your lineup depends a lot on who you think ultimately is going to win this game I'm a believer that Kansas City is going to take this game. And therefore, Mahomes, not just for the salary savings sake, I think he's going to have a better game. But if you're all in on Buffalo and what Josh Allen did last time around, what the hell? Pay up. Where do you fall?
2: I fall in. And and this has kind of been a recurring theme for me. Every show Uh, I talked about it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm in love with every single dog on this card. Like legitimately, if, you know, we're talking sports betting, we would be. Looking at it, just I I would take the money lines and I I would try to go two and four over the course of the weekend. And that's exactly what I'm planning to do uh, going into tomorrow. But I'm looking at every single dog and I feel like everybody is live on the entire card. And not just because this is the playoffs and obviously every team is good and all the spreads are within a uh, within a touchdown. But I just think that the the matchups that we have here are so intriguing. Obviously, you get Derrick Henry back for Tennessee here and looking at the quarterback position, Ryan Tannehill. You know, it's it's crazy to me because he's $25 and he opens up a lot for your lineup. So we're seeing him garner more attention than the likes of Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo on that Saturday slate. And then going into the Sunday slate, yeah, Josh Allen is somebody that I definitely want to have a lot of exposure to. I think that he's somebody that makes a lot of sense for this slate. $43, he's going to be contrarian beyond contrarian uh, against Patrick Mahomes at $34. So I think... It, if you're going to play cash games for this four-gamer, and there are some really good context, we, uh, contests. We actually have the Awesome Exclusive Single Entry 2, uh, $3 tournament, single entry, 11% rake. Uh, that's about as good as you're going to find, period, for these four-game combinations. That's over on Yahoo. If you're going to be playing that one, Josh Allen is going to be low-owned. I, I just don't see any way around it. And I think just pairing him with a guy like Stefan Diggs at $27, just that's savings off of the likes of... Any of the other more expensive guys. I think Devontae Adams is the most underpriced wide receiver. So I see Aaron Rodgers and him getting paired up a lot for that Saturday slate. But you talked about Josh Allen straight up there. I do like getting to that upside. I mean, he can add so much on the the ground. Obviously, he was damn near perfect against the Patriots. I don't Mm -hmm. expect that on the road in Kansas City. But I do think that this is a massive show out game for him. And Patrick Mahomes has done everything that he wants to do in the NFL. Uh, he wants the MVP. He wants a Super Bowl championship. Well, he's not going to get the MVP this year, but I think a Super Bowl is definitely on the table so long as he is playing at this level.
1: Well, just getting there three years in a row would certainly be something. You don't Dude, see a whole lot of that see. in the NFL these days. But,
2: you know, the the interesting thing we've been
1: talking about throughout the year and, and going back to the offseason. I mean, Buffalo, say what you will about the Bills going forward beyond this game. But this is the matchup Ultimately, that they wanted in terms of their roster construction, they built themselves specifically to face KC to lean on that passing attack to attack that defense. Are we going to see it? I know you already said that you're in love with the under all the unders here throughout this this these four games divisional weekend, but are, are we going to see that become a reality? I mean, is is this where? It, uh, you know, we we potentially get that, that new guy or that next guy, or we set up a, a true rivalry between Mahomes and Allen coming out of the AFC before the you know the the Burrows and the Herberts truly emerge.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is this is the last game of the entire slate, it, it worked out that way because the one seeds all play Saturday to give them an extra day of rest. They deserve it, they are the one seed, they get like that extra little booster. And it just so happened that Buffalo, Kansas City fell into our lap. I do think that this is a ridiculous, ridiculous show-out game. I mean, you also look at it in the context of totals on this slate. 54 total, 48, 47, 47 and a half here on the games previous to it. So everything's sitting underneath 48 or or below. So you're nearly a touchdown, uh, touchdown larger in the total department. And then you also get to play the last game of the slate where you can kind of forge your lineups throughout the entire course of the week um but what I'm saying by that is late swap is such a big part of my process for a sport like mm-hmm. NBA. And the way that it kind of works in NFL is you get more information to build your lineups as you're going along, as each game happens. Jamar Chase bus, you can kind of build lineups according to that. Jamar Chase goes nuts. You can also do things with your lineup, maybe to punt down at wide receiver, put a different build together to maybe avoid you know kind of coming out of that that lineup losing so there's ways that you can kind of maneuver your lineups based on new information I think that that kind of makes me want to just stack up a lot of this late game not that that will be some contrarian take especially with a $34 Mahomes at the quarterback position but no doubt about it I mean I I'm just in love with this football game I'm in love with both two quarterbacks Um, I have been since before they got drafted you know I I have tweets I have the receipts it's beautiful stuff (laughs) but Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I went a little insane with him saying that he was going to retire the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL if he didn't get hurt in the NFL. And so far, that's been the case. So I feel confident that I like him as well. I just think this Buffalo team is a little bit scrappier, a little bit. they, They can also establish the run in a way that I didn't expect earlier in the season. Devin Singletary, confirmed difference maker right now for me.
1: So if you're not going all the way up then to Josh Allen and you're looking, you, you kind of have two tiers here, right? You've mm-hmm. got obviously the the Mahomes, the Brady, the Burrow tier. They're all kind of in the mid thirties, pretty close to that Aaron Rodgers at 32. Then you have that next level guys in the twenties at Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Garoppolo, who's obviously banged up. He's got the shoulder issue, but he's the cheapest at $24. These are the guys that you need to fixate on.
2: Who do you like kind of at that next level? I'm curious who you would pick in this next level, because obviously we only have the Saturday ownership and Sunday's mm-hmm. coming together, right? but There's one guy in particular in this mid range, he plays Saturday. So that's a little bit of a hint, but I've got one guy in particular and I'm curious who you would be going to in this mid range.
1: All right. Well, I looking at uh, at at which I want to see which the other game Saturday was. I know I said it earlier, but I'm I'm impossible at remembering these things. So
2: I mean, I'm sorry, it's on Sunday. I'm a liar. Uh, The the good guy I'm looking at plays on Sunday. I just kind of spaced out on that. Then we're both capable of confusing. The
1: other guy that I like best, I would say it's. It's Stafford. Yes, it's Stafford going against Tampa Bay. That's, that's the guy for me. It's Matt Stafford. Just, I mean, in part because of what he did last time out, but also I just think this is going to be such a pass heavy game between these two teams that, and, and obviously it's not an impressive secondary for Tampa Bay this year after what we saw
2: last year. So that's the guy that I like. And clearly you do as well. Now I'm so with you. I'm telling you right now, he will not be owned on this slate on this four game slate. Matthew Stafford is going to go. So, so ridiculously overlooked in this spot and you have a defense here in, in the Rams where last, last game out, they were just able to run the ball, get Cam Akers, get Sonny Michelle a little bit involved there, but so Matthew Stafford played really, really well. And the only way you attack this Tampa Bay team. And it's crazy that I'm seeing as much Cam Akers talk and we'll get there next, but it's crazy. me we were having so much conversation about that. This is like the most obvious stack up Matthew Stafford with Cooper cup spot. I can ever remember. Like They are going to come up coming off of a slate that they didn't disintegrate. Like they just need to be, they need to be stacked in bulk, like in tournaments. That is going to be one of my major stands is having a bunch of Stafford, a bunch of cup. You have Odell Beckham now playing at a high level. You have Tyler Higby who's playing physical. This is playoff football. And you want to put the ball in Stafford's hands here more against this Tampa Bay front. That is Just notably a pass funnel. So it makes no sense to me that we would want to go to a ton of Cam Akers, you know, in a in a split backfield against the number three rushing defense in the NFL in Tampa Bay. Like that, that narrative has just been bugging me all week long. And so Matthew Stafford, it is the most obvious point of leverage to be getting to him, getting to him in bulk for both the Sunday slate and for the four game total slate
1: so in terms of the value, obviously, Matt Stafford is he's right there in that conversation. He's not the top value. The top value based oh. on our projections coming in is Ryan Tannehill. He's twenty five dollars, about seven point two X right now He's projected for 18 points against the Bengals. Uh, you've also got, obviously, uh, Stafford's behind them. Mahomes is considered a very good value this weekend. Thirty four dollars. I'm not sold. I'm having trouble talking myself into Ryan Tannehill. I understand the price. I understand the projection. I also understand Derrick Henry is going to be back, which does not lead to a whole lot of Ryan Tannehill. Where are you falling on him or is there a better value option?
2: Yeah, I I understand. Again, we're looking at at the Saturday slate and I understand why he's the most popular guy. He's twenty five dollars. He opens up your lineup to do lots of things. First of all, A.J. Brown is twenty six dollars. That's a discount off of a $35 Devontae Adams. That's going to be a discount off a of $36 Debo Samuel uh, on that, on that same slate there on Saturday. So I'm looking at a number of paths where I, I can understand why Ryan Tannehill is going to be, why he's going to be popular there. Derek Henry is just like the massive question mark. We have to be asking ourselves, is he going to be playing the majority of snaps and can Tennessee be ahead the entire way? Because I feel like in a negative game script, you're looking at some problems for Derek Henry And you could probably see this Ryan Tannehill deal. Now, I I said from the get-go, I like all the dogs. So I think Ryan Tannehill's just fine. But he's super popular. And so that kind of makes me want to lean more towards the Joe Burrow side of things. $9 more expensive. They're in completely different tiers. But this is kind of another just uh, uh, remember-me spot. T. Higgins, he's been such an unbelievable Mm -hmm. option for the tail end of this entire second half of the season. And he's garnering relatively little attention on other sites. He's garnering a lot of attention on Yahoo, where they appropriately priced him down to $22. But looking at that combination of stack, like Ryan Tannehill with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, I see no other way that you stack him up. Like, I, there's a number of ways that you can stack up a, a different Joe Burrow. Uh, not many routes, you know, I guess there are more with MVS off the field, you know, Lazard and and Uh, Devontae Adams there for Aaron Rodgers, but the collective hole, like it's so hard for me to envision a way to get unique stacking up Ryan Tannehill. I mean, you could skinny stack him, I suppose, with just AJ Brown, but you know, you're basically hoping that Ryan Tannehill can add a little something extra on the ground. Some of his ceiling performances, he's added rushing touchdowns in the second half of the season, but they've really been relying on the running game. I'm with you. It just kind of feels like a wonky spot to want to overinvest in a 52.2% projected rostered Ryan Tannehill on the Saturday slate.
1: Let's talk about the running backs then because it's time to make that move. And we have more options available to us, which is nice. So at the top and there, there isn't one guy projected to just go absolutely ham on the rest of this slate. It's not like, you know, last week, Fournette who didn't even wind up playing at one point this time last week before he was ruled out, he was projected for 21, 22 points, something like that on Yahoo. He is projected in for about, Fourteen points. So, apologies to all the uh, Keyshawn Vaughn super fans out there. He's not going to have that same workload four Fournette's out there. But Derrick Henry, going back to Der- Derrick Henry, a popular talking point. Obviously, he is the guy who is considerably projected to be uh, score more, to cost more than than everybody else who's available at the running back position. You got Henry projected for about 18 points. Guy hasn't played in what feels like forever. He's $38. We're told he's healthy, obviously, but my God, $38. Next best, 27. Joe Mixon projected for about 15 points. That's next best in terms of projected points, not salary. Salary, you've got Aaron Jones, $29 projected for about 13 points. You have such a clear drop-off from obviously Henry, who again, super fresh legs, down to the guys that have been at it for a little while here. How are you approaching Derrick Henry? With
2: fear and anxiety. I, and and little roster-ship. a little roster ship? A little roster ship, yes. So, oh, I mean, this guy is, I, I feel like in fantasy football, we always have these Derrick Henry slates, and now we get it in the playoffs after not playing for a long time. Been since week eight that we've seen him, ripped his foot up. It's been a while. Been a while, over half the season ago. And now, you know, they were a one seed. They ended up securing it without him. They did a lot of really good work. I mean, the running backs don't matter. I don't even want to have that conversation. Derrick Henry definitely, definitely matters in the context of he could be somebody to get 30 touches and run for 150. It's just a volume deal more than it is anything else. And Derrick Henry, if you get 30 touches out of him at $38, I find it hard to believe that he won't be successful. I'm kind of in the camp on because of how well he's priced on other sites. I think $38 is going to be closer to a fade for me over on Yahoo. I, I have, I have to be kind of finding ways to kind of spread out my exposure uh, to Derrick Henry. I, I want to have it. I mean, he's way too cheap on DraftKings. FanDuel's is a different conversation, but Yahoo, $38. We're talking about a $9 difference between Aaron Jones I'm obsessed with Leonard Fournette. We'll talk about that next, but Derek Henry is just a guy that at $38, I'm more inclined to try to make other things happen with my lineups and, and just kind of at 50% that we're still looking at, at that inflated tag. I don't think that's really, I don't think people are truly factoring in the way that the salary structure is working over at Yahoo appropriately to roster in, in almost half of lineups. And I don't know what that workload is going to be. You do not know what that workload is going to be. We are simply just guessing. And here's what I do know, though. We
1: haven't seen him since Halloween.
2: That's what I'm saying. But it's a guess. Like, if I told you he only carried the ball 12 times and he was limited or he carried the ball 30 times and he just ran over them. And would you be surprised by either outcome? No, I wouldn't. Exactly. That's a wide range of outcomes for a guy who's 50% owned. I mean, it's like
1: it's like the Dalvin Cook situation a few weeks ago.
2: Yep. Uh, and in, obviously, and, if we
1: were to learn anything from that, he was fresh as could be, and he went out and had himself a,
2: a, a day and a half.
1: Yeah, it was it's, crazy.
2: It's, and again, that's the thing is that, you know, if you want to build with half of your lineups and say Derrick Henry's 100%, build half of your lineups without him, go right ahead. But for me, you know, I don't want to necessarily be holding hands on the field on a $38 running back when I do have three or four options that I really do like below him.
1: All right, well, let's talk about those guys below him. All in the projected 12 to 14, 15 point range, you got Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, your guy, Devin Singletary, Aaron Jones, Eli Mitchell, Cam Akers, so all starters, all guys who are projected to have a, a decent workload, salary ranges a, a bit, they're, they're all 24 to $29 except for Akers who chips in it at, at 19, which makes him obviously arguably the best value
2: on the slate in terms of running backs. Who stands out from the next tier to you? Yeah, Leonard Fournette. Again, we I'm willing to embrace a lot more of the unknown with a $24 Leonard Fournette than I am a $38 Derrick Henry, simply mm-hmm. because when active, the guy's 100% of snaps. Like Derrick Henry still has Hilliard and other guys work in to, to take a little bit of the passing game work. Derrick Henry more serviceable as a pass catcher this season in the early going, no doubt about it, had like four, six, three targets uh, early on week one, two, three. But that was a long time ago. Hilliard and, and Foreman, I think will get mixed in a little bit uh, in this spot no matter what. But Derek Henry, it's more of just like, is he going to get 30 touch upside? And that's what you're fading there. And I understand if you want to be playing it, but I'm more inclined. Leonard Fournette practiced last week. He practiced in full all week this week. They were saying that they needed a test if he could sprint and go full out there. I mean, this is going to be the Leonard Fournette show if he's good to go here. And it sounds like just from from kind of tracking that and tracking the Derrick Henry, Henry situation, all we really have is Twitter and coach speak. And I'm much more willing to embrace Twitter than I am coach speak. Leonard Fournette, yeah. I think, is going to have a majority of this backfield here as well. And then there's no doubt that Devin Singletary has the majority of the backfield here. He has been going nuts since they made the switch in week 14, 82%, 93, 68, 80, 76, 86 that is a percentage of snaps that he has been on the field at the running back position. That's just a smash when you're talking about a Kansas City team that, you know, I think he's going to get a lot of this receiving work. He has all of this goal line work that has not been there. You know, Josh Allen isn't going to necessarily be caring about, oh, damn, I'm handing the ball off at the goal line the way that he might in the regular season where he's trying to get his own. Like, this is just go out and win a football game. And Devin Singletary. We've seen it now three weeks in a row, 23, 24.2, and 22.9 over in Yahoo. That is some fantastic productivity for $24 to be investing in. I think those two guys are going to be massive parts of my lineups. And the last guy, A.J. Dillon. So if San Francisco, like if they do get behind, you know, I, I'm seeing here from Steven Leibowitz that Aaron, oh, Christian 210 first. Aaron Rodgers is going to go off against the 49ers with no quarterbacks. Well, Aaron Rodgers can go off, but if they go up by a score or two, our projections love A.J. Dillon in this spot. And, you know, Aaron Jones, it's been a very split backfield, and I don't think it's been talked about enough that A.J. Dillon has been the guy who's mixed in and been the bruising back. And on other sites, other sites, he's coming in really low ownership projected, and his optimal percentage is off the chain. I believe he's our second most leveraged player on a number of different sites. Obviously, we don't have the boom-bust tool for Yahoo, but I'm looking at so many opportunities in, in that type of a game script I'm obviously going to build with some of those game scripts involved, even if I do believe San Francisco can be more competitive. And A.J. Dillon might be a guy with 15, 20 touch upside in this spot, coming in really low rostered.
0: A woohoo! a hand clap, or a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, Dylan, for you more so than Acres or, say, Jarek McKinnon.
2: Yeah, so the Saturday slate, I think he's going to probably be the one of the most popular backs because he's $20. He gives you some savings. You're basically looking at Eli Mitchell. He's a road dog. People don't mm-hmm. really like that. Joe Mixon, road dog. People don't like that. Derrick Henry, they're going to smash. And A.J. Dillon, I think $20, kind of a product of the slate where you have a $29 Aaron Jones. And you know it, that'll be a little bit more contrarian based on who your quarterback is. But A.J. Dillon, I think, for the four-game slate, Around the board, going to come in under
1: Your top value options: Acres, then Fournette, right behind him. Dylan Mixon in that order, Singletary as well to round out your top five. So obviously, all guys we've already talked about, but uh, just to consider their price tags and and how you feel about those guys. Have you ever
2: oh, seen a running back get more attention for having 17 carries for 55 yards than Cam Acres? Never. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. I I don't. Yeah comprehend it and this is what happens when people are watching football and they take analysis in and he's he looks explosive he's incredible he's doing amazing things 17 for 55 I'm pretty sure Adam Kaufman I think you could do it behind the Rams no, offensive line. no I couldn't I no, couldn't no, I'm do just kidding. it I'm kidding but you not, know not it's,
1: not even in uh in backyard flag football <laughs> with you and Tyler <laughs> and Ehrenberg could I, <laughs> would I be rolling out 17 for 55 I'd pay to watch it though I'll tell you that much Oh, it'd be, I mean, it'd be a good time. I'm right there with you on that. Uh, let's go to the wide receivers here. Cooper cup, who just is, I mean, the guy's a, a, a wrecking ball, despite obviously what we saw from him early on in that last game against the Cardinals. We know what he's capable of and there are high, high expectations performance wise for him against Tampa Bay coming up here. He's projected for about 20 points on Yahoo. He's $40. So obviously you got to pay up for him, but again, He's Cooper Cup, and we know what the numbers are this year. They're outrageous. Devonte Adams, Tyree Hill to kind of round out that upper tier, and and it's it's just really interesting the price points. Again, Cup at forty. You have Adams at thirty five. Hill is twenty three dollars. Tyree Hill mm-hmm. is twenty three dollars, and as a result, is going to be exceedingly popular on yahoo this weekend in this matchup with the bills there are plenty of other guys to get to some higher price guys some lower price guys the receiver you know sort of runs the gamut in terms of different guys that that we could talk about in terms of the spectrums we'll get there but right now this this top few in terms of projections are you locking in cooper cup do you feel like even at forty
2: dollars you have to have them and what's your approach to hill in particular 23. So we're talking about wide receiver, Cooper Cup, $40 against Derrick Henry, $39 at running back. And as you can probably tell from this, you know, earlier statements that pretty much everything I've said previously on the show, I'm playing a ton of Cooper Cup at $40 because I don't know what that roster ship's going to look like, but I know it's going to be way, way lower than the, the likes of Devontae Adams at $35. It's going to be way lower than AJ Brown at $26. And it's going to be way, 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 way lower than that Tyreek Hill number, which is just jarring to even be looking at. So I'm with you. I think for me, Cooper Cup $40, I'm not going to be locking him in, but I'm going to be massively over top of the field on this four-game slate. Another part of it, too, it's the Sunday afternoon game. I'll have all the information from Saturday for my four gamers and and be able to kind of react to it and build lineups with four very pass-heavy teams on Sunday. I'm just kind of hoping that Cincinnati, Tennessee, and San Francisco Green Bay are lower-scoring. And I expect all of them. I mean, 47 and a half, 47 totals. Those are lower than anything we've got on Sunday. So I'm just kind of going to be fading those a lot more than the than the field will. I'll get to a little Eli Mitchell. I'll get to a little bit of, you know, Derek Henry on other sites, not Yahoo. But I am so heavy on the Cooper Cup side of things. It's hard to avoid Tyree Hill at that kind of a number. $23 is just egregious. And Stefan Diggs, $27. I think it's pretty easy considering you're getting some savings off some of these more expensive, popular stacks. Um, you know, Devonte Adams is unfatable on any slate. You'd kind of be an insane person, but I'm definitely going to be below on him and above on Cooper cup. And I feel pretty confident in saying that that's, that's a safe path to go to just get different automatically.
1: You just acknowledged that the over under on that last game, Buffalo and Kansas city is 54. It is yes, climbing. Sir. It is, I mean, it's outrageous it's considerably more. It's, a, it's almost a full touchdown more than any of the other three games this weekend. So that in mind, I mean, are, are you going to be at least with some of your lineups anyway, heavily stacking that game?
2: Yeah, totally. And you know, I, I, I kind of laid that out at the beginning where I wanted to do that. I was just going through the totals and again, Buffalo, Kansas city, you have all the information to script your lineups, however you need to. If you have really good lineups, go ahead and play chalk Tyreek Hill. If you really have bad lineups, find ways to get to Stephon Diggs. You should be a little bit different compared to a cheaper Tyreek Hill. I mean, people are going to see those two numbers. They're just different. Now, of course, Josh Allen's going to be stacked up with Stephon Diggs the most. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is going to be stacked up with the likes of Kelsey at the tight end position, but Tyreek Hill the most on this slate on Yahoo. You should inherently just know that you need to get different and away from some of those. Working down the wide receiver board, I am very comfortable taking shots on the likes of a Gabriel Davis, you know, only three targets two two catches, 41 yards and a touchdown. And Emmanuel Sanders will be there. But I mean, they have Cole Beasley completely eradicated from this offense right now. I think it just makes it pretty safe to look at Gabriel Davis as a guy that at $16, you can rely on in the mid range. And maybe my favorite play period at the wide receiver position is Byron Pringle. Now hmm. he's $12. It's not projected for anything in particular, but it's been a while since we've seen a bona fide number two at the wide receiver position from Kansas city. Some weeks it's Robinson, some weeks it's, you know, whomever else might be kind of a McCall Hardman has had moments in the sun, but like we definitely are seeing Byron Pringle on the field, a ton, $12 for him as well. Opens up the entire board for you. If you go Mahomes, kelsey at the tight end position and then combine him with pringle for your double stack i think that that's a really safe way to capture upside and really get up to cup get up to adams get up to whomever else you want at other positions and really capture a ton of upside
1: well i love this too from our guy leave in uh the the youtube chat if anyone has any comments thoughts questions whatever it is get them in obviously and hit the like hit the subscribe button it says stafford and cup cost less than Allen and diggs it's crazy which it, it, is, the yeah, it's, it's quarterback a, it's position. Josh like Allen is no-brainer. just an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exceedingly expensive, but again, built for this matchup. Yes. Uh, let's keep going with the wide receivers, though. And you talked about some of the cheaper guys that are available and mid-tier guys that are available. I just want to kind of run down some of the top value here. Tyreek Hill, again, top of that list uh be just because of the price tag at 23 dollars and again projected for right around 15 points the next guy though is the guy who really jumps out at me going back to this Tampa game we were talking about Tampa and LA and and what we should expect in terms of the passing attack and all of it maybe I'm wrong you know we'll see how it plays out obviously but a guy who's really a, a standout to me and I think it's going to be very popular as well so I'm not telling you anything that that you haven't maybe already thought of out there but Rashad Perriman You know, with the attention that Evans Uh is going to get with the attention that Gronkowski is going to get Rashad Perriman, Tyler Johnson, even to some degree. I think these guys could, you know, it's 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 sneaky opportunity like Johnson, I think, could steal a touchdown. I wouldn't lean on him for a guy that I think is going to go for five catches and 50 yards or something like that. Maybe the 50 yards if he you know breaks one off and, and has two or three catches. But Perriman, I think, could actually be pretty busy
2: here on this this slate. What do you think? Well, that's the big piece of news that we're waiting on today is the that the, it's going to be Brashad Perriman and Cyril Grayson. <clears throat> they both haven't practiced all week, which is a little bit freaky. Grayson obviously sat out last week, Perriman was there, and now he's got an, his hip and abdomen issue. Uh, I'm waiting to see what happens kind of here in practice today. If neither of them practice, you could be talking about Scotty Miller at $10. Tyler Johnson is a guy that Should be on the field quite a bit more, I suppose, in in some of the blocking formations. But this team throws above expectation more than any other team in the league, uh, according to our advanced stats page. So I'm looking at Scotty Miller even as a guy. $10 who would get mixed in as a wide receiver three. Um, I don't expect a whole heck of a lot. I mean, he had that big rushing touchdown week 18 that he busted off against Carolina. He's kind of a gadget guy, but. Coming out of the side, how many gadget guys has Tom Brady made a thing? Uh, A lot of them. And if you have no Grayson, no Perriman, obviously no Godwin, I think the the slot is going to be a lot of Scotty Miller. And that's kind of a freaky thing to just throw out there at $10. But be paying close attention. If Cyril Grayson plays, I expect him to be somebody that I get to quite a bit. Even at $16, he won't garner a lot of attention because everybody just looks better in that range. But in his limited time there, he has been very, very serviceable. But Alan Lazard, Gabriel Davis... Julio Jones, even $14. Those are all uh, players with far greater name recognition. They don't have the Q tag next to them. But Cyril Grayson would be the wide receiver, too, with Tom Brady. That seems pretty intriguing to me in tournaments on a four-game slate. What about Van Jefferson? He's interesting. This is is kind of a a wild card deal. And, you know, I've seen some uh, attention going his way. For me, it comes down to snap count. And uh, let me just pull this up here as I'm going as well. Because Van Jefferson is a guy that... Earlier in the season, pre Odell Beckham, he kind of played himself into the number two role and it's mm. kind of gone down a little bit. So he was playing 96, 95, 98% of snaps. They pick up uh, Odell Beckham right around, I believe it was week 13 or 14. It's gone down to 53, 69, and 65% the last three weeks. So Odell Beckham is definitely the guy that once he got acclimated to the offense, that snap share was always going to work itself down for Van Jefferson. That's just what happens when you have a, an electric player like Odell Beckham into your offense and, you know, confirmed pretty good at football, even if I don't like him as a person, but sure. Van Jefferson, it's really hard to not like a pass heavy offense period going up against Tampa Bay here, large pass funnel. I get a little bit worried. Like Tyler Higby's been on the field quite a bit here as well. I don't know how many wide receiver three sets we're going to have in any kind of a positive game script there. So, I mean, it, Higby's going to be on the field a lot. Van Jefferson is definitely a guy to sprinkle into tournaments, um, they're not going 12 a whole lot, not nearly as much as what Tampa Bay will be doing on the other side, but I think that you can definitely take that shot of Van Jefferson. You know, he's projected for 7.86. It's a pass-heavy offense once again, and I like Matt Stafford, so I'm sure I'll get to a little bit, but compared to Odell Beckham and Tyler Higby, not priorities for me from L.A.
1: Beckham coming in at $22. Higby obviously is, uh, you know, an, an interesting option as well, as talked about, and we'll get to the tight ends here in a little bit as well, but the if you're trying to choose – between two thirty-six dollar guys, uh, you know, priced up certainly not quite at the level of Cooper Cup. You got Debo Samuel, you've got Jamar Chase. They're both available to you on Saturday as well. All obviously different games. Uh, even though, I mean, Debo is projected to be the higher scorer, barely by about a point. To me, Jamar Chase though is is the guy that I am more inclined to want to lock in, especially in this matchup against Tennessee. But how do you feel?
2: I mean, I'm not going to be playing a lot of Derrick Henry on Yahoo, so I'm going to have exposure to the entire top end of the board. That's Adams, Chase, Samuel, Cup. I probably Mm. prefer Samuel a little bit more, which is just psychotic to say because I never played Debo Samuel. I wish I played Debo Samuel. That would probably (laughs) make my 2021 more profitable than what it was. But, you know, here in 2022, I've changed, and I've been playing Debo Samuel, and I'm a lot happier for it. The guy is just a gadget, dude, that you have to just throw any idea of football out the window he's had one 100 yard receiving game since week eight I mean we're talking about an outlier guy he started at running back last week in week 19 against well obviously first round of the playoffs against Dallas but technically week 19 I'm looking at Debo Samuel as somebody that I think against Green Bay is going to be a massive x-factor confirmed matters they can set him up wherever they want I just kind of trust San Francisco to have a lot of of things in store for this Green Bay defense that they haven't seen in a while. Uh, Jair Alexander, a massive piece. I mean, you guys are talking Stephen Leibowitz. I mean, you're a sharp guy. You're always in these shows and you're always paying attention. I really want to know this Jair Alexander status, and we're going to know it. Obviously, it's the second game on the entire slate, but that is a gigantic, gigantic piece here. He's questionable with an arm injury. I'm assuming he goes, but He's been definitely, definitely playing worse here towards the tail end of the season. You just go to his PFF grading. He's now 81st at the position. I mean, it's definitely yeah. dropped down. He can be a difference maker, but it has not been the case here this season since his injuries. And I'm, I'm looking at him. If he's off the field, you are looking at a, a also decrepit secondary there. Devo Samuel can sneak behind, get some things going. Ayuk is tough to talk myself into taking shots on. But Jawan Jennings, I could definitely kind of side with. We saw how much he was getting relied on in third downs. And you want to talk about somebody who will be completely unowned on this slate. An $11 Jawan Jennings. He's garnering the attention for the Saturday slate. But on this four-gamer, I find it very unlikely to believe that they're going to be going to the third wide receiver option from San Francisco in bulk. Like the 28.6 we have projected for the two-game slate. So definitely somebody to keep your eye on if you're stacking up that game.
1: Before we go to tight ends, I want to circle back to running backs because we do have some news. The Rams, who already have Cam Akers and Sony Michelle, have designated Daryl Henderson to return off injured reserve. Does that impact the way you look at Akers or even obviously Sony Michelle in this game?
2: So they activated him. Does that mean that they're going to call him up? Because I think they activated um, Cam Akers the week before and then he didn't debut until, you know, week 18. It would have sure. been. That.
1: Yeah, it doesn't definitively mean he's going to play. But let's say
2: he does or he's, you know, obviously active for the game. Does that alter your approach at all? Uh, I would say I mean, I'm staying away from this backfield in general. And I love Sony Michelle as a as a football player here. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably just taking the avoid approach as is with this Rams uh, running back position. I might stack up one or two of them. I'm, I could probably talk myself into a little Sony Michelle. who, hey, everybody who said that Sonny Michelle can't catch passes and isn't a good running back earlier i'm i'm watching you i'm paying attention he can definitely do it from time to time the receiving volume had been there cam Akers definitely throws another wrench into it daryl henderson would throw another wrench into the situation just see if all three are activated that would definitely be a huge pain in the ass if you were looking at targeting that backfield but i think it's pretty unnecessary uh against a tampa bay team that is notoriously good against running backs all right let's go to the tight ends here and uh you know I, i don't know what year it is but Rob
1: Gronkowski is the top projected <laughs> tight end. It's, you know, the, the funny things here in 2022. Guy once retired, now he's back. $25, he is projected for about 14 points against the Rams. We know, obviously, he's Tom Brady's binky. He's going to be feeding them. Brady, uh, you know, knows, he knows a good thing when he's got it, obviously. Even projected ahead of the likes of Travis Kelsey, though, and, and George Kittle. It's pretty impressive. That is very clearly your top tier, Kelsey at $30, 23 for Kittle. And then we'll get to some of the other
2: next tier and value and all of that. But these three, are you a believer in Gronk? Yeah, I am. And again, I, I'm looking at targeting just passing attacks from that game in bulk. And I'm going to play a lot of Stafford. I, I would say my favorite run back is probably Rob Gronkowski. Mm. Um, I know Mike Evans has been electric, and he's the only wide receiver option with a pulse there right now. Uh, for Tom Brady. But Rob Gronkowski and him, they've definitely had years and years and years of rapport together. There's no doubt about it. We've seen some target volume going his way. No Chris Godwin. So you kind of lose a, a major option there as well. It's just a condensed target share. It's math. And that's why we're projecting him a lot higher. If you had Chris Godwin out there, he would not be this popular. He would not be this expensive. It would be a different situation. But even still, I mean, when you're playing Gronk, you understand that you want to get touchdowns and you know, you're just looking at him relative to the other guys, and he's $2 more than than Kittle, and I'm a psychopath and we will definitely be playing a lot of Kittle in a bounce-back spot here. And Tra- Travis Kelsey, obviously, is in a phenomenal game environment. Patrick Mahomes is too cheap at the quarterback position, and he's going to be pretty easy for people to get to on this four-gamer. So Rob Gronkowski, going to be something somebody that I combine a lot with the likes of Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and, and running it back with Gronk. It's just no way around it. He's He's a standout option. I think the best tight end option period on the board.
1: Our guy, Mike. Awesome. Yo, in the chat, Rob
2: Gronkowski,
1: but I'm special.
2: Oh, it's oh. Super Bowl winning champion, Rob, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> uh,
1: man. Oh, man. Oh, man. 87. Uh, that doesn't, that's the, that, that doesn't work. That, that <laughs> number is what uh, about between Travis a five Kelsey and here? a 10
2: digit number. Uh, Tra- Travis Kelsey's just, is is Donna
1: going to be in attendance again. That's the one thing I assume she will. And is he going to be passing for touchdowns?
2: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I, I bet that was probably a uh, we're up by a lot and there's no way we're losing. And here you go. Congratulations. Thanks for all your hard work, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> it's like a honorary deal. I don't but, know what you're
1: doing. Pulling out gadget plays in a blowout, though. Like did like save some of that stuff for when you actually need it.
2: I I suppose, but also you're probably never going to do that with Patrick Mahomes ever. Like you probably never need to use something like that. Like I will, I'll just give the ball to Patrick Mahomes. So if Travis Kelsey, if it's his lifelong dream and ambition to throw a touchdown pass and he told his mom that that's what he's going to do, I bet he was pretty happy to kind of pull it off. So (laughs) he was something like that. 30 bucks. He's fine. Um, I I consider he has a lower projection than Gronk. And I think he's going to garner a lot of, of attention Along with with Hill, I would say the intriguing thing to do with Kelsey is to and I brought it up earlier, play Mahomes with Kelsey and Pringle and just avoiding Hill because Hill is going to be super, super insanely popular at that 22 twenty three dollar number that he's at over on Yahoo. I'm more inclined to, you know, even maybe skinny Patrick Mahomes and hope he gets like one rushing touchdown, which, you know, that backfield. Oh, huh, woof. There's a reason mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it. And it's yeah. I have no idea what we could possibly be looking at there. But Travis Kelsey, I think $30, he's, he's a little, he's just a tear down simply because of that $5 difference between him and Gronk. But I mean, what are you going to, what am I going to say? That Travis Kelsey doesn't have upside? That would be a dumb thing to say out loud.
1: So we really have kind of a, at least a name recognition drop off from the likes of Gronkowski, Kelsey and Kittle, because that's when you get to, you mentioned him earlier, Tyler Higby, Dawson Knox, who I just, every slate I, I I can't believe Dawson Knox doesn't score 20 touchdowns a year because I I firmly believe every weekend is going to be a Dawson Knox weekend. Anytime I don't play him, sure enough is when he scores that touchdown. Not unlike last week, obviously, Uh, (laughs) CJ Uzuma is another guy that, uh, You could consider, and then you start to get, you know, pretty much at at the minimum guys, the tight end position. So what do you think of this kind of, I hesitate to even call it mid tier, but what the heck let's go with it.
2: Yeah. I like Tyler Higby a lot. There's no way around it. $17, $3 cheaper than Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox. There's no doubt. He's got crazy, crazy upside. Like I, I don't want to dispute that whatsoever. And I obviously like Buffalo in that game. And I like Buffalo. There's a reason that spreads dropped from what three and a half. It opened to one. Uh, Buffalo is going to be competitive here. Uh, I think Vegas is assuming that. And, and I think sharp betters are assuming that. And I think most of the public now having seen Josh Allen last week is assuming it. So Dawson Knox is like a, he's kind of like a luxury item at $20 where you want to find some paths to get to a little bit of him, but he is not a priority for me at all. And Tyler Higbee for $3 less in a game that he will be on the field an absolute ton um, he is a priority for me, I think, at the tight end position. I'm going to go a lot of Gronk, a lot of Higby. That entire game, I'm just kind of hoping that I can really capture some upside. And Travis Kelsey and Dawson Knox kind of fall into that category as well. Kittle is really the wild card of the entire position. He's coming off of you know four just decrepit, ridiculous, horrible, no good, very bad weeks. But <laughs> I like that. George Kittle, $23, and in a, in a negative-type game script, I mean, they've been playing from ahead – constantly like constantly even that Tennessee game they never should have lost that but you know they've they've had all of these positive game scripts Cincinnati come from behind win Seattle they lost by seven absolute explosion spot you are looking at these games where they get up ahead early and it becomes the Debo Samuel Eli Mitchell show but in event you don't think like if you really do like Green Bay and you're going to be stacking them up or you know you don't have to stack them up in general if you think that they're going to be ahead this entire time I want some George Kittle in my life big time because he is the opportunity to really, really throw a wrench into this slate. So he is unfatable for me at that number. It's simply having a gauge. And now I like San Francisco more than most. I might not get to as much as a result in it, but as a result of it, but no doubt about it. If you're playing a lot of Rogers and a lot of Adams, you need to have quite a bit of Kittle too.
1: What about Joe D here for green Bay's the flat minimum 10 bucks had the touchdown back in week 18 increased mm-hmm. usage again, super cheap. You're, you're shaking your head. You're not interested.
2: No. Ah, it's, It's so thin, and here's the thing. He can totally, totally catch another touchdown. He's cheaper there. He could definitely have it. You're just passing up. I mean, I just have to say the names. Gronkowski, Kelsey, Kittle. Mm -hmm. You're passing up all three of those in order to go down and play Josiah DeGuara at $10. Like, he gives you a completely different lineup construction. I mean, this sounds insane to say, but I would prefer playing a guy like Anthony Ferkser at $13 or Jeff Swaim to get differently in that Tennessee game, sure. both of them on the field, an absolute ton. And if you're just trying to target a touchdown, that is kind of the path to do it. But you know, in a one game do or die game, Joe Josiah Deguara. The only reason that I think he's garnering any kind of attention whatsoever is he's $10 and he just caught a touchdown. So I'm going to not go on the recency bias train and, and try to make that a thing another week in a row. 34.8% in that Sunday slate or on that Saturday slate right now, that is just way too much roster ship for him. I would much rather, much rather play all of the 30.8% Kittle in the world on the Saturday slate and just let everybody else chase to
1: You guys can get access to all the great Osmo plus tools, by the way, content and everything from nearly every DFS sport out there. The Osmo plus weekly pass. It is not even 30 bucks, Twenty-nine ninety-five and includes full access all the premium content and tools available on awesomemode.com the stuff that we are regularly rattling off to each and every show here it is not uh, it's behind a paywall but it's not exclusive to us you can pay for it and have all the great information that obviously we throw out, out at you the player projections and ownership projections lineup builder fantasy cruncher top stacks you know so much more obviously if you're only looking to play nfl dfs you're not wanting to bother yourself with nba nhl or whatever else that's okay to each their own obviously you can sign up nfl dfs awesome plus uh package just 395 a week super cheap so stop guessing start winning join awesome plus today because especially for nfl you are running out of season folks let's go to uh defense the dsts in the final few minutes that we've got here Uh, Obviously, the Bucs are at the top. We know what that defense did last year. We know what it's capable of this year. And you don't have a Cowboys defense to talk about anymore. So projected for about eight points here, $18. It is uh, almost the most expensive. The Bills are the most expensive at 19 bucks projected for only about six points. That's not a defense and special teams unit. I am at all interested in going near the Bucs. I could certainly talk myself into despite the offense. I think we're going to get in that game. Titans are interesting. Packers as well. Who stands out to you?
2: Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. If a team's going to be throwing it a lot, you might want to have a lot of exposure on the other side to it. Guys like uh, Tennessee really kind of stands out to me against Cincinnati. Obviously Cincinnati, very, very pass heavy as well. I mean, every single team on the board, aside from the 49ers is very, very pass heavy. So like legitimately, I think you can scatter shot just about everybody. And then the 49ers uh, can get after the quarterback and at $11 there on the bottom end, uh, Nick Bosa, another piece of news confirmed, really, really matters for that game. So you do have some defensive pieces to be paying attention to, but getting him out there as an edge rusher would be gigantic. Green Bay, definitely going to be dropping back quite a bit. Aaron Rodgers, not the easiest guy to be picking on whatsoever. Just such a low interception rate year in, year out. Really hard to want to go nuts in that spot. But $11 is $11. And I think it's just a scatter shot the board. You can kind of bring up narratives. Obviously, I do like a lot of these road teams. So I think I'm probably going to find some easy ways of of getting some leverage in that regard. But... I don't know what that entire board's going to look like come tomorrow. Right now, for the Saturday slate, we literally have it split 25% on every single team. That should be an indication that you can kind of play exactly who you want. For me, I'm looking at at getting to more, you know, Titans up against Cincinnati. I'm looking at getting to quite a few, you know, Packers up against San Francisco or sorry 49ers up against Green Bay just in ways of getting super super different in those two regards but no doubt about it the Rams are going to really stand out PFFs number one graded defense against Tom Brady $13 if you have no Grayson if you have no Perriman, you could have a crazy crazy thin wide receiver core and you know it could be some there could be some timing issues there could be some other issues there for for other guys i mean not from tom brady's end i don't think but uh definitely has thrown the pick six or two that can make a difference on a slate so as good as tom brady is greatest of all time i think that there's definitely some value there at 13 dollars with the rams all
1: right, well, right we're gonna get ready to get out of here i can promise you the football talk is far from over though over the course of the rest of this awesome youtube day and tomorrow and sunday you will have a lot of great advice coming your way shows that are still available today you've got uh, coming up in a few minutes five minutes with cliffy and harris it will be the nhl strategy show you got an eight game slate tonight nfl strategy show tournament strategy from three to four with greg and neil that'll be uh, in about an hour of course eastern time prize picks nfl show from four to 4 30 and emac for president, by the way, Laffy and Bearded Adam coming at you with NBA deeper dive four forty-five to six, and then six to seven thirty NBA live before lock. This guy Eric is coming back along with Aaron Berg, so uh, should be fun. Get you busy for a uh, a busy slate. I think eleven games in the association tonight, so there's a lot happening today. Go nowhere, stay plugged in, stay tuned in subscribe obviously get set up so you get all those notifications with each and every show should be a good time like i said tyler our producer we thank him we thank all of you for watching along in the chat and being interactive steve we see you you're great keep coming back eric a pleasure man always is my friend always is all right don't go anywhere folks stay tuned all day i'll talk to you next week